Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. Today is a new day. Today, we will still be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God, and by the Word of God to never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. We thought we'd come down here so that we weren't up so high the whole entire time. Um, I can actually see your eyes. Wow, what a week. Um, Max, um, Matthew had called me on Monday and um, said, you know, it's, um, it rained in the sanctuary. And I was like, okay. And they're like, no, I mean, it's like really wet in the sanctuary. And I'm thinking, well, dry it up. <laughs> then they sent a video. And I was like, oh, it's like really wet in the sanctuary. It literally was as if the roof wasn't on and it was just raining for hours and hours and hours. And as a result, um, the uh, ceiling is um, completely ruined. Um, that will have to be replaced somehow. Um, the ceiling is actually a part of the roof. Is that not a strange thing? So they're actual, it looks like tongue and groove four by fours is what it is. And um, so the shingles and everything actually go right onto that roof. So um, we will have somebody coming out, probably an engineer, to check and see if um, the whole entire uh, roof itself has to be completely replaced, not just shingles. So that'll be hundreds of thousands of dollars if that's the conclusion for that. Um, as well as um, the uh, floor is uh, warping and um, the uh, carpet will be torn off, I think, tomorrow. We have to find out whether or not there's asbestos tiles underneath. We think that they are. They have been sent away um, to be evaluated. If it is, um, then the carpet gets torn up and the building gets quarantined um, for I don't know how long until they can clean all the asbestos um, as well. Um, as far as we know, um, the water damage hasn't gone into um, the walls, as far as we know. Um, so I don't think any walls are going to have to be torn down. The um, ceiling, um, which is the floor, the basement ceiling, actually has two ceilings on it. So it's like there's the one that we see, the drop ceiling, but then there's another one up there. And somewhere in between there, there's moisture that's being trapped. Um, so that is something that they'll be taking care of as well. Um, ServPro uh, has done an excellent job. They came uh, right away on Monday, and they've been there all week, and they will be there probably most of the week this week. They're there right now. And we have about, I don't know how many, um, like dehumidifiers and stuff like that, like 60 or something like that. 72 fans, and it's just crazy. SurfPro is a, a company that comes in and that when you've had the kind of water and flood damage that we've had, they come in to try to um, save you, basically. They dry it all up and um, to prevent mold, because we don't want mold to form, because that'll be a whole other problem, which is why we are uh, going to be ripping up the carpet and taking care of all of that. We don't know if the platform, um, again, it's literally like day by day, like Matthew, Pastor Matthew said, it's like hour by hour as to whether or not um, the platform has to be torn apart. Most of the sound equipment has been ruined. Um, the lighting, because um, you have to imagine like those great big speakers that we have hanging in the ceiling, they literally were just soaked with water, drenched, like drenched. Imagine, like, it's, it's hard to imagine in your mind, but literally um, the roofing company failed um, to protect the roof with a quality of tarp 
Um, in fact, they just barely used, it wasn't even barely covered with a tarp. It, the tarp that they used was not um, adequate to keep out water. And so it literally was just like raining for hours and hours and hours, probably, I don't know, 12 plus hours into the sanctuary. So everything was soaked. Um, the uh, projector is also ruined. Um, we're going to send um, probably some of the equipment to see if we can get it dried out um, and restored that way. Um, but yeah, it's just been quite the journey. And um, I'm going to read a little bit. And we're going to do communion. I'll talk more, and I'll bring Pastor Matthew up, and I'll let you guys ask questions. Um, if I could get my glasses, I can't see the best. Oh, yeah, and then we're going to do that, too. They're right there. Um, let's do this first, actually. Why don't you come on up? And we have some new members. Um, yeah, give them a hand clap. Not everybody can say they became a new member in the middle of a flood. That's right. In the middle of a gymnasium. So, Yes. And you know what? Did you guys notice that God's presence was here and is still here and that we didn't leave him over there? <laughs> he kind of just comes with us wherever we go. Oh, so good. You can go ahead. All right. Jory Verrett. Come on up. Yeah, if you want to come stand up here. Then you can just stay here and, and face everybody. We'll have everybody line up here, and then we're going to pray over all of you. Uh, Laura Sullivan. <laughs> Vanessa Silva. Vanessa. Julie Reisbig. Danielle Reisbig. Danny, Danielle Reisbig, here we go. Ellie McLaren, Rebecca Hillbrands and Dan Hillbrands, and family. And then we have a couple that are actually not feeling the best this morning, so they're not here, but Corey and Whitney Van Dellen are also on the list. Look, you guys left her all over here by herself? She's the anointed one, apparently. All right. We're going to take uh, just a brief moment and come down the line, lay hands on all of you, and pray for you. Well, Father, we just thank you for the new members that you are uh, giving to the Well Church, that they will be a part of our vision and part of our mission, that they have read it and it is plainly written, and they will be able to be a part of running with it. I thank you, Lord, for um, just the gifts that each and every one of these people house in their life. I thank you for the uh, anointing that it abides on them and rests in them. God, we thank you that we get to run together. We get to see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we bless each and every one of them with a new beginning, a new beginning, a new beginning. And anything that's been lying dormant within them, Lord, we just call it forth right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we just bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. And we thank you for them. Thank you for the gifts. Thank you for their lives. And we will be good stewards, Lord, to continue to train them up, to empower them and equip them for the work of the ministry. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated.
Thank you and welcome to the Well Church family. All right, so of course I have been reading uh, Job. (laughs) Because I thought, you know, why not, right? It's just been a season. It's not like this was the only thing that has transpired and taken place over this last year. It's been a couple of years of a whole lot of fun journey. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit, and we're going to do communion and then talk a little bit more. But there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. And I think it's important to note that, that... Throughout these scriptures, throughout the book of Job, you watched a man who was, um, had so much adversity come against him, and God allowed it. Oh, it just goes against our theology, doesn't it? It's like, well, that God doesn't exist anymore because he was just in the Old Testament. He's just someone completely new now. Nope, it's the same God. <laughs> and um, he actually allowed it to happen. And what happened as a result is we got to see Job's character and that we get to learn and glean from what it looks like to walk with a spirit of excellence and in the fear of God, even in the midst of hardship and adversity. So I'm going to read just a little more. um, Verse 8, chapter 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth? A blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and all around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And we continue to read and we see how um, uh, Job's sons and daughters were partying a little bit. And it says here in verse 18, While he was still speaking, another one also came and said, Your sons... And daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his beard, and fell to the ground and worshipped. I don't know if I just lost my son, my daughter-in-law, and my grandchildren, if I would fall to the ground and worship. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I thought, what a testimony is that? That in the midst of what seems like absolute hell breaking loose in his life, he decides to turn to the ground and say, you know what? He realizes that all that he has is from God anyway. Even his family came from the Lord. I feel like God wants to create in us a heart and a hunger for him. And that we are to love people, we are to honor people, we're, we're, we're to be an extension of God's mouth and of his hands and of his feet. But we, the reality is, we are his. He has to be the most important person in our life. That we are willing to say that no matter what, I will lay down my life for that one. That you would take a bullet to save someone so that you would know that they were going to go to heaven because this reality right here is so temporary that we live for eternity and we live from eternity. And when we have that as our like anchor, then we can come to a place where it feels like everything around us 
can be destroyed and we still keep our heart fixed on him and say, God, I will fall to my knees and I will worship you. So throughout the whole Bible, or the, this whole book, he's getting one thing. Um, I mean, he lost all of his livestock, his, I mean, basically all of his money, everything. He's down to like absolutely nothing. Even his wife told him to curse God and die. Listen, this is so good. God says to, uh, to Job, as Job is beginning to speak to God as to why is this all happening. In chapter 38, verse 37, it says, the Lord responds to him. He says, who can number the clouds by wisdom? Or who can pour out the bottles of heaven when the dust hardens and clumps? And the clouds cling together. Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lurk in their lairs to lie and wait? Who provides food for the raven when its young ones cry to God and wander about for the lack of food? Do you know the time when the mountain goats bear young? Or can you mark when the deer gives birth? Can you number the mouths that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they bear young? They bow down. They bring forth their young. They deliver their offspring. Their young ones are healthy. They grow strong with grain. They depart and they do not return to them. Chapter 41, verse 1 says, Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook or snare his tongue with a line which you lower? Can you put a reed through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many supplications to you? He's speaking to Job. No matter what, God is the one that's in control. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's all-powerful and he is all-knowing. And he's responding to Job and saying, Can you do all of these things? Why do you question me when I know all the hairs on your head and that my thoughts towards you are more than the grains of sand? So Job's response to him is this. I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. How many times have we done that? Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard you by the hearing of the ear, and now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself, and I repent in dust and in ashes." Throughout this week, um, I've had to do that same thing because it's been tough when you get um, what seems like one piece of bad news and then you get a glimpse of hope with a little piece of good news only to about an hour later that good news you thought was good news is actually not really real and you've got actually bad news that canceled the good news that you just got. <laughs> and on and on and on. And I was reminded of why we did this in the first place. It wasn't to have a nice, shiny building. It was to actually worship God. It was to get into his word. And at first was to watch a bunch of young people get on fire for Jesus. It was to watch families have children and to watch them train them in the way they would go. It was to see new people come who were burned out by church. It was always our prayer to bring the post-church people. That's what we called them. They were people that had gone to church and had gotten hurt, right, wrong, or otherwise, to bring them restoration and to 
connect them once again with their Father in heaven and to remind them that they're valuable. So here we are, back to the first fruits, back to what's really important and what we've all been talking about. And yeah, of course, we want the church to be repaired, and it will be. We trust God for that. This is an opportunity for us to make a greater impact. So um, where we stand right now is um, we have a couple of different um, insurance companies, our insurance companies, um, saying that they're not um, liable for anything. The roofer's insurance company says they're not liable for anything and that there's no negligence. And I thought, I don't know how you can say there's no negligence when um, the rain went through the roof. And the insurance company says, well, the roofer is insured for everything except for doing roofs. Well, isn't that nice? I said, that would have been good information to have. So that's why he subcontracted it out without our knowledge to another roofing company that we don't know if they have insurance coverage. So right now we have people pointing fingers at people and we're pointing ours at God. <laughs> and we just trust him. So we hired an attorney, and um, <laughs> we know that God's going to use this attorney. And uh, it's actually, um, if those of you remember, Brian Barr, used to be a member here, um, it's his brother, Joel. And uh, we actually spoke to someone at Varnum and, um, and this guy and to another guy, and just after having those conversations, just felt a lot of peace on this particular gentleman. And uh, I love how he said, you know, we're going to do this in grace. I said, well, that's nice. <laughs> I'm thinking we also want to just get it done. <laughs> so in all reality, I asked him on the phone, I said, I hope you're a little cutthroat, aren't you? <laughs> and um, he laughed. And I thought, but, but for real. Um, anyway, um, funny how we trust God and want to help him at the same time. Um, so we have been in contact um, with um, a pa some pastors and leaders. And um, Jamie Galloway, who is a great friend of the house here, where um, I'll be talking to him tomorrow. He has some fundraising ideas. He said, hey, this is an opportunity. And I said, absolutely. And uh, we talked to... Uh, uh, Angela Hughes, one of the pastors at the Point Church, and um, I said to her, I said, hey, this is what we're going through. She goes, wow, you guys just really been going at it, haven't you? Or the, or the enemy has really been coming at you guys because of some other things that had happened, right, a couple years ago. And I said, yep. I said, we must be going in a different direction than he is because he's trying to, uh, to stop us and he's not going to win. And uh, the, only, the only time that you have to wonder what's going on is that if you never have adversity. Because of what Bill Johnson says, he said, then you may be going in the same direction as he's going. And we're not. And we are making a difference, and he doesn't like it. And it's just like Gideon's army. We don't need 3,000 people to impact a community. We can take 300 and impact the community. We can take 30 and impact a community. When you have people who believe in the God that's in them, you are powerful, and there's nothing that you can't do. It's, just, it's faith in believing who he is. Amen? Yeah, you can give him praise. So, um, so from here, so then we're, um, I talked, spoke with Angela Hughes, and she's, um, um, has given us permission. We don't have a date. So we don't have anything put together yet. Um, but one of the things that we're thinking about doing is doing a worship night. And whether that's a worship of the bands, um, we have several of them coming together um, as a fundraising idea. That's what I came up with. And uh, we'll see if um, 
that can all be pulled together. But we do need probably, I mean, like it's hundreds of thousands of dollars over a million, million and a half. We don't know. We just don't know the extent of the damage. Um, but it's, it's going to be a lot of money. Um, but somewhere I read that our God owns a cattle in a thousand hills. So, um, I mean, we raised what three, four hundred thousand dollars in just a few months to get the building. Like Pastor Matthew said, I don't think God's just going to go like, "Whoop, sorry, it rained. I had no idea that was going to happen." He's just totally caught off guard. I don't think he's caught off guard. I think he knew it was going to happen, and he knew it was going to give us an opportunity to draw close together, and it was going to give us an opportunity to actually come together and unite with one heart, with one mind, and with one purpose. And we're going to see God do something incredible. That's what I believe. Do you believe that? Absolutely. And what's happening as a result is that I and my team, we're drawing closer to God than we ever have. I'm like, devil, thank you very much, because I'm reading my word more than I've ever read it. I'm praying more than I've ever prayed, and I'm drawing closer to the heart of God than I've ever drawn. And because of the fact that Satan thought he could come in and steal, kill, and destroy, but I heard the other part of that scripture that says, but he has come to bring us life and to bring it to us more abundantly. So he messing with the wrong family. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, he's not exactly brilliant. And this, I mean, this church, we know how to come together. We know how to stand together. We're not, we're not going to be those who have our swords, you know, going towards each other and at each other and saying, well, they, you should have done this or you should have done that. And we're not doing any of that. We're keeping our eyes on him. We're pointing our finger at him while everyone else is pointing their finger at each other. Amen? So, um, Pastor Matthew, if you want to come up. I know um, we have some needs right away. Um, do you have another microphone? Yeah, so currently, um, as she said, we're still going day by day and figuring out the extent of the damage. The reality is it's going to be months of us hanging out in here. And so because of that, um, we are needing to outfit this room in a, in a way that is very mobile and because we're going to bring our stuff in and bring it out every single week. Um, so we would like to, uh, we're not exactly sure the best solution yet, but there needs to be some solution for uh, a system for a projector to actually see the words and stuff in here. We're thinking of just getting a couple large TVs and putting them up on the sides because as they're easily removed, we don't need to mount a projector anywhere. We can't mount a projector anywhere. Um, and so we would put up two large TVs. I'm sure I'm, maybe some of you have been to churches like that before where they've had that. Um, I know there's a couple in town that I've been to that, that do that. We also need a sound system. Uh, this is Brenna's sound system. We're, we're using it today. Uh, they were very gracious to let us. Sean was very gracious. I called him and said, hey, Sean, or I called him, he, put, he sent me to voicemail and said, what's up, over text. And I was like, dude, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, he texted me back later in the day, and I uh, said, can you talk? We actually need to talk. <laughs> uh, something interesting happened. And so I said, hey, it rained in the sanctuary. And he goes, I've got a whole trailer full of gear that we can get up this Sunday. Um, so it was... It was very amazing. In like two hours, we had this whole thing set. From the time that we found out the sanctuary was flooded to being in here, it happened immediately. And so, um, but because of that, though, it is Brennan's gear. They are very, very busy band of, of the, anybody that knows who they are. Um, so they, they need their stuff. Uh, this is their livelihood. And so we need to purchase a sound system of some sort similar to this, I'm sure. We have some speakers also that he said he would loan us for a while, um, but we do need some subs these, these large ones that feel it in your chest. Um, and, and it has to be mobile. Yes. So, I mean, we're going to have to have a mobile one and then eventually a fixed one, right? Yeah. That we'll be able to have in our sanctuary. Yeah, so then, yeah, the sanctuary stuff, that's a whole, we need a brand new sound system in there as well um, from the rain. Just reference point, I mean, the projector was $15,000. The speakers are about $25,000 hanging from the ceiling. So just... It's, it's adding up very quickly on the amount of, of And we just got our first invoice for 50 grand for Surf Pro. Surf Pro was $50,000 just to dry out the church. Uh, that's not and even they're the, not done. Yes, that's not even the start of repairs yet. That's just preventing mold. Um, so in here, those are our probably most immediate needs are 
are the TV and the sound system. So any connections that you guys have to that, please uh, bring them my way. Um, I'm going to be heading up the, the restoration process over there. Um, and uh, there's, we're kind of splitting up on what it looks like for setup and teardown for this over here. Uh, but please bring bring any any connections that you may have to me, and I can give you more details. But we are going to open this up here in a minute for Q and A as well. Yeah, and then also um, uh, we'll do Q and A, and then we'll do communion at the end. Um, next week it'll look a little different, more like service type. But I know that uh, right now it's just important that you guys are aware of what's going on because you're you are the well. We're not. We all are. And um, we have a vision and a mission that we're going to keep pushing forward. And so um, Pastor Max's responsibility will be community life. He's just going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to stay um, connected to the heart of God and continue like with vision. Um, and I'll work with the attorneys and doing a fundraiser uh, and doing things like that. I mean, there's going to be a lot to do, but trying to stay focused and we can't just let this situation yeah. be all consuming yeah. and it's really easy for that to happen so we're trying to divide and conquer um, and then Diane will be taking care of like all of the volunteer stuff any questions that you have please I so appreciate the fact that I have not received really I think I only received one phone call which was amazing um, I haven't really received any emails, and if I have, I don't know about them. Um, they've just been going to uh, Danny, which Danielle, um, our admin person, and she's been really good at just filtering those out. And um, if you do have questions, though, um, don't hesitate to send her an email, and then um, she can answer those questions. If she can't answer them and if she feels like it's something that needs to be answered, then she'll, um, she'll talk to us about it. But just understand that we are having to make decisions on like literally an hour by hour basis sometimes. And that will be going on for the next several weeks. And so we're trying to st stay focused on God and getting, keeping our eyes on him and not being distracted with all this stuff. So that's why we're all going to have something different that we're doing. And Matthew's really good at managing stuff like this. And so that's why I was like, yours. It's, uh, it's super important to, to remember that we're, we're not, like, on hold until we get back into the building. No. We're doubling down on the devil right now. Like, it is, we are going to see more miracles in this place and in this room than we've ever seen. We're going to see our community that's transform right. more than we've ever seen before. Like, we're not just waiting for things to work out. Nope. Just like Nehemiah said, uh, when, when the, the devil came or the, the enemy came and started bringing accusations against them, he looked at it. They said, can you please come down? We need to talk to you. He said, I don't have time to come down off of this wall to listen to your accusations. I've got to keep building. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to be building in a physical sense, but we're going to continue to build his kingdom here upon this earth. We're not slowing down. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah. And so too, if you guys know of anybody who, um, that are philanthropists, tell them the story, you know, make sure that people know what's going on and that we do have, we do have physical needs that we have need of. Um, you know, reach out to your sphere of influence and um, share with them. So, because people don't know and you'd be surprised at how many people want to help in situations like this. So don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to talk to people and to, um, to share with them anything that you can. So we're going to open it up real quick for uh, any Q&A, if you guys have any questions. Uh, real quick, I want to give a full rundown of where we're at with... Um, so ServePro is on site still, as we mentioned. They are drying the place out. What's happening is there's actually two subfloors in the sanctuary. So because of that, you have a we have a, uh, a structure that is actually the slanted floor, a subfloor on top of that, that typically then a uh, carpet or something would go to, but there's another layer on top of that. So there's actually sandwiched moisture between the subflooring in there. So we're ripping up uh, one of the layers of subfloor is what we think right now. SurfPro is checking it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, as she mentioned, asbestos tile is highly likely. They're nine-by-nine tiles, and they're built, the building was built in the 50s. So it's more than likely what it is. Um, so it just means we get to wear fun, fun suits uh, inside the building. Um, so after, next, <laughs> after this week, what's going to take place is they're going to start ripping it up on Monday and Tuesday of, of this week. We're getting a structural engineer out there that is going to both do the roof. So as she was mentioning, there's four by 
it looks like tongue and groove, and then typically what would be happening is there's tongue and groove that's attached to some structure. Hopefully there would be insulation, and then there would be roof, and then there would be shingles. What this is, is it's actually four by four tongue and groove. So what you see is the roof when you're looking inside of our sanctuary. That is, is warping. So all the butt joints of those four by fours are still have moisture inside of them, and it's causing all of them to move. So regardless, we will be for sure needing to put some sort of facade over that or completely removing the four by four structure that is on there right now and tanning in the sanctuary. It could potentially take place. Um, so that's if so that's the side as if there's structural damage. There's also the side of if it doesn't dry because it's so high up there. They've been able to get the sanctuary up to 95 degrees, which is where it's at right now. If they can't dry that, then that all turns into black mold down the road as well, and we have to remove it and start over anyway. So that's so we're right now just in the gathering process. We're not trying to fix repair anything. We told the roofers obviously, you know, appreciate your work, but you don't need to come back. Um, so we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to leave the roof tarp. We're going to put a, a better system on top of the roof uh, this coming week that will last for months. We were still in the process of raising money for the roof. Um, we are now hiring a different company that is going to do that. We are still needing the finances just to pay. We need to get a roof on it um, after the structural engineer goes through, which will be weeks from now. So then at that point is when we start assessing, gathering quotes from everybody. We have a general contractor that's been on site with ServPro that is managing the whole process as well that actually went and grew up at the church. Like he, this Millbrook was his church. His mom was on the board that sold us the church. And so there, he's putting obviously some serious care into getting, making sure that everything is done in, in a good way. Questions? Right over here. Hi. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Jody. I was just wondering. That's really close. <laughs> um, hi, Diane. <laughs> I was just wondering, are you willing to share a video or some photos so that when we're telling the story, yes. we could share that? Because I think that would really yep. help. So our media team is putting together a video right now for a GoFundMe page that we will all be able to have to share. Um, the, actually, you may have seen Mac today walking around shooting video. It's for, for the video. We do have videos of the damage when it, when it, was, when it was happening as well, which is, so you'll, you'll all be able to see that as well. Right back there. Just wondering what size TVs and what kind? I am not positive yet, but if you want to connect directly with Mac, is it some, yep, Mac is uh, the one that did announcements that's sitting behind the computer here. I would say probably at least a 60-inch TV, 60, 65, something, something large, I mean, that we can see. <laughs> yeah. Um, for reference, like our sanctuary that we have, uh, there's a TV in the back. Maybe what we do is we measure that one because we can see that one from the platform. It's our, our confidence monitor that the worship team looks at because we can see the words also, uh, we can see it very clearly from the stage. So maybe we go over and measure after service. So we'll put that in an email. We'll put it together uh, an email actually this week and send out to everybody a list of all the needs as well um, so that you'll, you'll have them in front of you. Not sure yet. Uh, rough estimate of a new sound system. Yeah. Five to seven thousand dollars, roughly. We are able to um, our soundboard. So it's crazy. The back sound booth, half of it was wet, and the half that was wet was actually the computer that's working right now. That was, uh, so the computers were soaked. The soundboard wasn't touched, so we can still use our soundboard. Um, and then we also have another one that's down in the basement that we use for our live stream that we can use as well. So the main thing that we're needing is the speakers and power to run them. Is it possible to project onto one of the walls so you wouldn't need a TV? So in order to do that though, we'd have to have it up in the air. Um, I mean, there's, there's you, a lot of projectors, you can tilt the lens and it'll, you can angle it, but it, it only goes so far, you'd, you'd have to have it.
Any other questions? Becky? Here, let's... Um, a tear down each week, are all of us able to take two, three, four chairs and do it? Yeah, so minutes? when we close today, we're going to say, close your chair with, with you. <laughs> That's going to start happening effective immediately. Uh, so uh, we are going to be cleaning afterwards um, this, this floor. We're going to clean it, uh, sweep it, we're going to mop it, and we're going to make sure that we left it better than it was when we came in. Um, and then as far as sound stuff, we've got the ushers and the, the worship team are going to work on that as well as the media team. Um, restrooms as well, uh, we need to clean those. So we'll, we'll need help um, at the very end of every, every service. We're hoping for Sunday morning setup, if we can get a system down so that we don't need to come in here every Saturday. Um, I think somebody just asked, is it Saturday setup? Um, so we did last night, but, but it took us about three hours, and we're hoping to get that down to to about an hour. When we have our own sound system, um, we'll figure out a way. Hopefully we keep it in the, somewhere in the lobby area that we can just right in here and, and be done very quickly. Are there going to be opportunities for work projects where members of the congregation or people can do work to reduce the cost that contractors might otherwise have to do? That will depend on what ends up happening with the insurance companies. Um, if the insurance steps in and takes over, which they should, uh, then they will be the ones that will work directly with a contractor because they'll, they'll want to make sure all the work's done right. Otherwise, they'll be more liable. But potentially other small projects down the road, um, we'll see as it, as it comes. Uh, Ralph? And also, like the bank, right? They had to know what happened because they gave us the loan for a building that now is no longer worth what they gave us the loan for as it stands. Um, but to replace this building um, would be about four and a half to five million dollars. Yeah, on a practical side, I'm just thinking uh, do we have place? The building where we can put like the TVs, all the extra monitors and stuff like that with everything that's going on, do we have storage space? Yeah, we can use the media room down in the basement. We can also use the family room. I think we'll know more. Um, it, yeah, the water damage, that's, that's, that is a good point though, is, is consolidated to just the sanctuary. There is nothing else. None of the other rooms have been touched at all. Um, except, for except for down in the basement, there was the community room has. There was, there was enough water there that it went through the floor. Any other questions? I just want to commend the leadership team for the communication and thank you for the work that you've done. Well done. Appreciate it. We have a road ahead of us, but we know we'll get through it. And we're doing it for all of you, right? We're, it's not just us. It's, it's, this is our. You have all put your personal finances into that building as well. And if you haven't, set up a meeting with me after this. Um, <laughs> um, but seriously, it's, uh, we're all in this together. Sorry. Any other questions? I'm just wondering, is there a way that we can um, maybe take turns sending something to the school, like a you know thing of cookies or something like that? Thank you for letting us use your gymnasium on Sundays. Just to let them know how much we appreciate it. Is there a way that maybe we can um, do that? Yeah, if you want to um, do that, just bring it to the church. Um, Tuesdays are, would be the best day for you to do that. Um, and Danny, you're usually there at what time? at 8 in the morning, and she leaves in the afternoon at around 3-ish. So you'd want to do it sometime in between there, um, and then we can get it over here to the, to the uh, school. Um, 
And two, know that our heart is, we want to be good stewards of what God has given us. And uh, so you're gonna, we're going to walk with absolute integrity and with excellence. And uh, we're going to do it here while we're meeting here. And we're going to do it to get us all back in over there. But let's just keep spreading the word. Um, let's pack out this gymnasium. And uh, let's, uh, I just love to just kick the devil right in the mouth or whatever. I want to say something else, but I'm trying to be careful because I don't know how much of a delay there is because we could stop the recording. Um, I could turn around and tell you where I'd like to kick in. Um, so we're going to grow is what's going to happen. We're going to grow and, and we're going to multiply and what the devil meant for bad, God's going to turn it around for good. Uh, just a comment on that last comment. We should talk to the school and find out what would be significant to them. Um, maybe there's the PTA has some needs. Maybe I mean, there's kids love cookies. Don't get me wrong. But what would be financially significant to the school that we could do to show our appreciation? Yeah, that's good. I know, and they, you know, we've been very I mean she said to me that principal she said you know we still have backpacks that you guys gave us last year and there was a little uh there's a little boy I think it was um whose backpack had torn and she was able to take him into a room and say here pick out a new one and uh so it's just really cool and hmm? oh yeah um, there is a position available. Is it full-time yeah. with tons of benefits uh, for a janitor, second shift? So if you are interested in that, um, that would be a huge blessing for them. They really, really need a janitor. Second shift, tons and tons of incentives. So let um, email uh, info at thewellgr.com. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody that they are asking for winter items for the kids, like hats, gloves. It's really important, especially for the younger kids, because they'll come and they want to go play outside, and they don't have them. So that's one thing specifically. If you want to bless the school, they would really appreciate. Yeah, they're good on coats. Hats, boots. Hats and boots and yeah. mittens. They'll have, they'll have kids show up without shoes on uh, to school, and so the because they just have outgrown their shoes and um, maybe they're not in a financial position and their family isn't to, to buy them. So those are, that'd be huge. All right, we're going to go ahead and receive communion. They're just going to pass them around. If you guys miss it, um, just raise your hand. Someone wants to get this for me. I think it was, I forget what morning it was, but it was like 5 a.m. And I woke up. And I'm, I'm sure we've all been here, right? I woke up just an absolute immense amount of fear. And I was like, oh, no, Whew. everything that we've sewn into and what everybody has sewn into is just gone. And no insurance company is going to pay for it. And I don't know what we're going to do. And oh, my gosh, you know, and I'm like, blah, 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 you know, all the, all the worst case scenarios just flashed through my mind in about five minutes. And so I, was, I got up out of bed at around 5.10, and I was like, nope, I don't have time for this. And I went downstairs, I grabbed my Bible, and I grabbed this book right here uh, by Sean Boltz, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations for Provision. And I thought, well, now's the time to continue to feed my soul and my spirit about everything that God's word says and remind myself that he is Jehovah Jireh, that he is our provider. And it's, it's easy, it's easy. Our minds can just go whoosh in a direction that we're like, whoa, we just went down a hole, you know, 
messy place, and it's like, I, we just don't have time for that. So I said, I, I, you guys heard me say this many times, you can have a moment, just don't make a monument out of it. And uh, so I had a moment, but then back on our feet. You know, there's no, what is it? There's no mountain too big for a climber. And we're all climbers. So we're just going to keep climbing. Amen. Jesus, you're amazing. You're the reason why we have the breath that we breathe. You're the reason why we wake up in the morning. You're the reason why we lay down at night. And may we be reminded of your goodness and all that you provided for us when you uh, took uh, all of those lashes upon your body. You said that by your stripes we are healed. And I'm asking that Holy Spirit that you would come and heal people's bodies and minds and finances, provision, everything. That you would come as Jehovah Jireh and that you would come as Jehovah Rapha, our healer. And so we partake of this bread right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for this cup, your blood that was shed for us that we have a, a new covenant, a better covenant, a great covenant, that you've taken all of our sins and you didn't just cover them up with your blood, but you've removed them. They're removed as far as the east is from the west. So far have you removed our sin from us. Thank you, God, that our salvation is sure and true in you. Hmm. Because we are saved by faith through grace and not of works that none of us should boast. And so we just exalt you and we thank you for what you have provided for us. Let's partake. Let's give him praise, can we, this morning? Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.